Welcome into another week's edition of Just in Sports. I'm your host, Justin Reedman. I hope you all are staying safe and inside during quarantine. Pretty boring as usual. So I hope this show will entertain you. Got a pretty interesting show this week, so let's kick it off. So the NBA seems to have the chance out of all the professional sports leagues to get back and have some sort of postseason. They have a proposed location of ESPN's worldwide leader sports complex at Disney World, a.k.a. their bubble. They have a good structure of the top 16 teams in the league, both East and West Conference, and playing their normal playoffs. They might do a play-in game for the eighth seed, but I think they should just scratch that, in my opinion. So now knowing that the NBA will most likely be back, I wanted to talk about five players who I feel were impacted by the suspension of the NBA season due to the COVID-19 virus in no particular order. So first off, I have Bulls rookie point guard, Kobe White. He had been having a tremendous second half of the NBA season since the All-Star break and even took over the starting role on the Chicago Bulls. After a really shaky up and down of the first half of the NBA season, he was averaging 13.2 points per game and 2.7 assists. But in his last five games before the season got suspended, White had 20 points, 21, 26, 26, and 19 points in the last five games, like I said. The month before that, which earned him the starting role, he had back-to-back-to-back 30-plus point games. And lastly, in his last 10 games, he was averaging 24 points, 4 assists, and 4 rebounds of 40.7% shooting from 3-point range. Kobe was on fire, and the season stopping just hurt his groove. It definitely makes you want to quote Kobe when he found out his Carolina teammate Cam Johnson was drafted 11. Wow, bro. Wow. I mean, he isn't going to get another chance to play this season. So he's going to have to hope that the team personnel and fans will remember the Kobe White of the last 10 games and planning for the team's future. So next up on my list is Vince Carter. The legendary, the man, the myth, the legend, Vince Sanity. Love him. The 43-year-old was playing his last season. He's done so much for the NBA, so much for the league. It ranges from mentoring players to exciting dunks, and he's just done a lot for the game in general. He can still dunk the ball, and he's 43 freaking years old. That's impressive. One of my favorite memories of Vince was in the Olympics, and I've, I've been watching replays of it all the time. I see it on Twitter. It's amazing. Of this dunk he did for Team USA, he just dunked over a man. Impressive. Vince has a top still. I love him. And what sucks is that he never won a title, but what's so special about the person and player Vince Carter is 
is that he likes to help out the young players and help develop their game. He is by he's definitely no doubt a first ballot Hall of Famer. Vince Carter never got the retirement tour he deserved. And when he was interviewed by several media outlets about how he felt about the season ending and whether he played his his last NBA game, he was holding back his tears. I just I remember watching him. I believe he was on the jump with Rachel Nichols. He he's he's often a guest star on that during the summer. And I just remember he was getting emotional. And you got a feel for the guy. He's had a long, good NBA career. No rings, though. And when you play the game, the players just get this emotion when they play. I just I feel awful for him. His career just ended out of the blue. So after Vince Carter, I have Yosef Nurkic of the Portland Trailblazers. His teammate Damian Lillard was on ESPN's Jalen and Jacoby actually last week and mentioned that he was about to return from, return from his injury, which caused him to be out for a long period of time. While he was hurt, the Blazers signed Hassan Whiteside to play center until Nurkic came back. So it should be interesting to see if Nurkic can come back and get the starting role. I believe Nurkic is worthy of getting it. Nurkic also fits the current NBA game better with the stretch five. He can attack inside and shoot the three ball on offense. I would take Nurkic at the five spot. Okay, so picture yourself in Nurkic's situation. Imagine being out forever with an injury so bad like his, and the time has finally come. You can return, help your NBA team, possibly get a spot in the NBA playoffs, and all of a sudden, the NBA just suspends the season. That literally happened to Nurkic. If the Portland Trailblazers somehow do get into this playoff format where the NBA wants to do a, a 9-10 playing game against the 8th seed, Nurkic could possibly help Portland go on a potential playoff run um, if the NBA does indeed return July 11th, July 31st, excuse me. So next, the next guy I'm going to talk about, a lot of you guys are going to be shocked to hear this, but if you hear my logic, just, just think, just stay with me here. He might not pop in your head right away, like I said, for a person who might have been impacted by all this, but just think about it. Carmelo Anthony. He got a second chance to play in the league again with the Portland Trailblazers and was doing well, actually. I picked him up in fantasy basketball, too. I, I, when I picked him up in fantasy basketball, I, I did it as a joke, but it ended up not being a joke, though. So the last few years, when last few years, Melo's been a laughing stock since his post-New York Knicks days, and got rid of the reputation this year by coming back and balling out with the Portland Trailblazers. And in Melo's past, when he's either gotten hurt or benched, he struggled to come back 100%. Or he's struggled to succeed as well. So how will COVID-19 suspending the, suspending the season impact Melo's second chance, especially if Portland doesn't make the postseason? I don't think anyone could answer that question. 
Melo is so unpredictable, especially these last few years. How many times have we seen a guy with momentum get shut down by an injury or something similar come back the next year and be the same? It's just so unpredictable. So the last player I want to talk about on my list is Markel Fultz, former number one pick. The man was finally making a name of himself and starting to live up to some of his hype. We saw him all we saw all his struggles in Philly with his poor shoulder and having the case of the yips. The yips. That's what they called his injury. Never heard of it until then. What interesting name. The yips. Fun to say, I have to admit. It is really cool to see him finally succeed. People were also starting to take notice of him. Fultz is also from the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, where I live. So I always love to see the local guys do well. Fultz's team, the Orlando Magic, is eighth in the East, which means they're in the postseason. Will he come back and be what he was this season? And will, and will, or will this break his momentum? Should be very, very interesting to see. So those are only five players, not in any specific order, of players who I think are getting impacted by the NBA season being suspended by COVID-19. Now, for all you people listening who disagree and want to tell me who you'll replace, feel free to message me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Justin Reed. Again, Twitter and Instagram, all social media the same, at Justin Reed. Or you can comment on, um, on the shows when I post this show, which will be later on today. I would love to hear what you guys would have to say if you wanted to replace someone. And I, might, and I might even share next week who you would even replace on my list. I know, but I know something we could all agree on. We want basketball back. We want sports back. All right, now you know what time it is. It's time for the funniest thing in sports media. I got a good one this week. Japan is launching an app for fans at home on their couch to remotely cheer. Yeah, I said it, to remotely cheer, which will be heard at the games. So that means players can hear the fans remotely cheer while playing the games. I don't know if that is funnier than fake fans in the stands with sound effects. If you've been watching the Bundesliga soccer, I actually watched the game this morning, and they had fake fans there, and the TV broadcast was doing sound effects. I find this very interesting. U.S. should go ahead and give it a try. Then again, there might be some very nasty comments that, uh, some, that some fans might be making through that app. And how will the app make sure nasty comments don't come out? Hey, you suck, bro. I mean, who's going to be monitoring that app? I would love to see it, though. And I really want to see a video, and this is in effect, like, of, of fans just sitting on their couch using the app, just yelling into their phone, you suck, you suck, come on. Or a touchdown, you know, going crazy. So, like I said, I hope the U.S. does this because I am pretty sure sports will be back without fans at first. And it's a perfect way to have fan engagement rather than those fake 
fan sound effects. All right, that wraps up another edition of Just in Sports. I've been your host, Justin Reedman. I will speak to you next time.